Welcome to the Big Presentations Podcast, where we offer encouragement and guidance to those who make big presentations in small rooms. We believe that properly focused practice and preparation result in effective communications. I'm your host, Paul Gibson. Let's get started. Oh, we are breaking the mold today. We've got a brand new show format for you. For this episode, we may come back to it, but it's going to be a lot of fun because big presentations happen in small rooms and they often involve small businesses because as you're going to find out when you are a small business, you got a lot you got to do on your own. And that includes making presentations to many different kinds of groups, be it your employees or future uh, people who might buy something from you. But we're going to get into all that with today's core content. Let's get this thing started. I'm often asked, who is your target audience? Our audience is anyone who delivers presentations in small rooms. This audience encompasses many categories of people, from the municipal employee working in the finance department talking to a city council, to the project manager requesting additional funding, from a salesperson promoting a product to a small business owner explaining the value of their services. The key is that the speaker is addressing a small group of people. These presentations happen in boardrooms, break rooms, conference rooms, really anywhere a group of 3 to 30 people gathers. Today, let's focus on that final category, the small business owner. Small business owners often wear many hats, especially at the beginning. And it is at the beginning where clear communication is crucial. People need to know what you offer and how it benefits them. Your audience needs to make a connection with you and and quickly build trust in you and the products or services you deliver. The small business can live or die on the power of referrals. Word of mouth, whether face-to-face conversations or reviews online, creates powerful currents that can move the business forward or capsize it. So, how can presentations help a small business grow? Here are three venues And four things to include when you speak to those venues. The first venue is a local chamber of commerce. If you craft and deliver an effective presentation to this small group, it can lead to business and referrals. The second avenue is a local community group, such as a Lions Club, Optimus Club, Rotary Club, etc. These provide opportunities for you to invest in the community and have a natural reach into that community. And they give you a platform from which you can talk about your business. In both chambers of commerce and community groups, if you invest in volunteer opportunities and build relationships, your presentations will carry more weight and lead to business and referrals. The third option is to join a networking group where you can give and receive referrals. If you equip a networking group with easy-to-remember information and easily recalled preferred customers, It will lead to more business as fellow networkers look for opportunities to share information about your business. Perhaps you've heard the sage advice that it's more blessed to give than to receive. This guidance can seem counterintuitive when discussing business, but it's still true. Whatever venue you choose, it's wise to invest first and sell later. Seek first to give, then to receive. Be helpful before asking for help. Develop relational capital and mutual trust before asking for business or referrals. Demonstrate your character before asking people to trust it. 
I know this is a challenge because small business owners are often so busy wearing so many hats. Thankfully, this investment does not have to be time intensive. Whatever options you choose, you can be a helpful presence in those settings. By investing an extra 30 minutes in each meeting time, you can be the guy who helps set up and break down meeting spaces. Your presence also allows you to function as, well, somewhat of a host. Since you are there before most people arrive, you can be a welcoming presence as they arrive. There will be other opportunities as chambers of commerce and community groups host events. Now, these can be time-consuming, but they can also be great opportunities to develop relationships with a broader audience. Your presence at those events can open doors for future business. You are developing a reputation as someone invested in the community. All of this helps people listen when you do share information about your business. When that time comes, you want to be prepared. So, what should you share when the opportunity arrives? Here are four things to share. First is stories that reveal a need and a solution. Second is your identity, the who, what, and where of your business, and your passion for service. The third thing is two or three key services or products that you provide. And finally, there is a call to action. What do you want the audience to do? What are you inviting them to do? When you develop this big presentation, including these four things, you'll be able to use it in many different settings. You could use it in every one of the options described above. That's good news. And this is where big presentations can help you. We can come alongside you as you create, practice, and deliver your big presentation in a small room. We love doing this. Our goal is to become your biggest fan, to understand your goals, to help you craft effective messages to your audience. Given the time available, we want to help you practice effectively. And then, when it's over, we will rejoice with you as you share your experience with us. Tell us how it went. We look forward to hearing how you delivered your big presentation in a small room. And one of the reasons why this is going to be a very different kind of show is it isn't just going to be Mike and I for the first time because we're going to feature an interview with a small business owner. His name is Britt Logan, and he's from Gladiator Security Solutions. And Mike had a great conversation with him that we're going to be listening to some portions of and kind of having some conversation about their conversation as well. So we're looking forward to sharing that with you in just a minute. But first, Mike, let's do that review. What did we talk about last week? All right. Yeah. Last time we talked about knowing your audience and three tips to keep in mind as you seek to know your audience. The first was to memorize and to to truly know your limits of memorization. Memorize information about audience members as much as you can, given the limits of your memory and the time you have to work with. The second thing we talked about was prioritizing audience members. Uh, not all of them have the same amount of investment in your content. Not all of them have the same amount of influence regarding the outcome uh, of your content in terms of decisions that'll be made. So you may need to prioritize some and make sure you're speaking in a way that answers their questions and meets their needs. Uh, so memorize, prioritize, and finally acknowledge perspectives. Everyone comes to this presentation from different experiences and backgrounds. Uh, even more immediately, some of them, they come into this presentation with different 
uh, types of days. Some of them are having a good day when they come in. Some of them are having a bad day when they come in. The same is true for you. You bring a unique set of experiences and your day you know, is on that spectrum from bad to good. So being able to acknowledge that everyone's coming at this from different angles allows you to more broadly connect to all of the individuals within your audience. So memorize, prioritize, and acknowledge perspective so you can better know your audience. And for what it's worth, if you haven't listened to that full episode, we had a lot of fun during that one. So strongly <laughs> encourage you if this piques your interest even a little bit, just know that it was a lot of fun to do that episode. And we would encourage you to go back and check that out if you haven't already. All right, we're going to take a very brief break when we come back. Our conversation between Mike and Britt Logan of Gladiator Security Solutions. You don't want to miss it. It's up right after this. It's Paul here letting you know about one of the other podcasts that I get to host, the Life While Parenting podcast. My wife, Sarah, and I talk about all the ups and downs of parenting, everything from the crazy slang that kids use these days to how to get through a pandemic while parenting. The Life While Parenting podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to Big Presentations in Small Rooms. My name is Mike, and today we're going to have a conversation that'll help you think in terms of how to effectively communicate with small groups of people. And today we're highlighting a local small business. So this is Britt Logan. Britt, tell me the name of the business. Uh, so my company is Gladiator Home Security. We are a uh, obviously in the name a security company, but we do mostly security alarms okay. yeah, and then any cameras that like security cameras, CCTV cameras. One of the important things that we do is we try to take care of our customers. I'll give you a perfect example of a lady I just uh, worked with. Okay, she's got some personal issues and some things that really caused her concern. So we installed an alarm for her. She okay. can use it on her phone. She has an app. She can do it remotely. It's really great. She can see who comes in, who comes out. She can uh, arm it and disarm it from her phone, and then she can see what's going on. For us, I love what I do because I get to help people feel safe and secure. So today, what we're thinking about is an upcoming presentation. So Britt, you got an opportunity coming up. What is what is that? I'm a member of a local group and it's kind of a networking group. It's called right. Empowering Alliance. And every so often, people within that group will make a video or okay. do a presentation. Right. So what I'm going to be doing is, is up in front of about 10 to 16 people. Uh, excellent. And I'll do a presentation of some sort that gives me the chance to be able to show people what I do and tell people okay. about my business and then try to give them the opportunity to be able to remember that as they go out in the business world, offer me referrals when they think of me. Oh, right, and then in right. turn, we kind of do that back and forth with each other. Excellent. Okay, good. So this, the material that you compile for this presentation, do you think you'll be able to use it in maybe some other settings? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'll be going to some local chamber of commerce. Okay, I'll good. be going to possibly some uh, other career days, maybe at uh, some high schools. With this specific group, like this networking group, what, what is your goal? What would you like to communicate to them? I think the most important thing for me is to let them know what I do okay. yeah. and the products that I will, uh, I'm able to provide to the customer. And then also uh, something to just kind of help to help me spark the memory in their brain whenever they're out oh, and about right. in the, in the working as the working world, as they're doing their job, they see something that uh, someone needs, especially in the security area. And right. then they remember yeah. me and then yeah. they offer a referral. That's good. That's good. And that's good to think in terms of like triggers, mm -hmm. like where, when they are in a certain situation, they're going to think yeah. of you and want to share information about Correct. you. Yeah. Excellent. That's yeah. good. That's good. You know what your goal is for the audience, what you would like for them to be able to remember, uh, mm -hmm. take away from that presentation as the audience is listening to you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're thinking about what's in it for them. Right. At least that's part of it, right? Yeah. What, what is in it for them? So what do you imagine the audience taking away from your presentation in terms of, of what's in it for them? Like, oh, yeah, I needed that or, or that's helpful for me personally. Yeah. Well, number one, helpful for them personally. Uh, maybe yeah. they do need my services, yes, whether it's at right. their business, at their house or whatever. So that's the first thing. So um, they may be thinking about how they need your services. Mm-hmm. Personally, they need that service. But they may also be thinking about someone they know, Correct. like a brother mm-hmm. or you know someone they know in a nonprofit that they're working with. And they know that person has talked about their need Correct. for your services. Perfect example of that. There was a, uh, a person who's in this uh, networking group with us. Okay. He had a brand new employee. Employee right, moved right. from way out of state. Okay, good. And so yeah. it was a perfect scenario for me. Then I, he referenced him to me, yeah. and then I went out and installed the uh, cameras and the alarm for him. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, good, good, good. So you have in mind what you would like to see happen, but you're also able to keep in mind from the audience perspective, mm-hmm. you know, they're thinking about what's in it for them. Yeah. yeah. And so you're able to give them yeah. something that they can go, oh, yeah, I, mean, I need this or I know someone who needs this. Yeah. So as you think about the content for this presentation. Like you told a story a little while ago. It's a great, a great story. Did any other stories come to mind as an option of something you could just plug in or maybe a, just a fact, you know, here in the DFW area, here's why you need to think in terms of security or some statistics that have come out about uh, either crime or, or people's ability to relax or. As an example, we're part of uh, next door. Um, yes. Now. Yes. Okay. Good. You're familiar with Good. that. Yes. We often see on there, and I think there's probably 600, 800 people on there. Right. And it is every week somebody stole the bicycle off my front porch. Oh, right. Somebody broke yeah. into my house. Somebody checked the doors on my mm-hmm. car and then stole stuff. And now, even to a point, people are leaving their cars open and empty so they don't break into them. Oh, yeah, wow. it's got, it's pretty sad. Now, I live in a decent part of town, don't get me wrong, yeah. but uh, people are just wanting to be more secure. They really are. Yeah. And so I'm able to help them do that. Well, there you go. It sounds like you guys had a lot of fun just kind of going through some nuts and bolts of kind of how those presentations work and kind of helping to make them just a little bit better, which is always a, a huge thing to be able to do because it can take you from having a, a few customers every now and again to having a, a long list of customers waiting for you to come, be able to make it to their house to be able to install their system. Yes, I really enjoyed that. So just picture two guys over a cup of coffee talking about business and how to best build that business. Now, I was impressed how Britt immediately thought of stories. That's a good mindset to have. He had a story and a point. Here's what happened. And I was able to meet this need. And that's why I love my job, because I love being able to help people feel safe and secure in their homes or, or their business. Now, you may have noticed that when he introduced himself, he was talking, he used the business name Home Security. Not long after we were having these discussions, he changed the business name to be Gladiator Security Solutions because he realized that Home Security was a limiting name to have. So he expanded that because he was being asked, do you do businesses? Well, yes, we do. So we need to make sure that everyone knows just from the name of our business that we can handle a variety of things. We're not focused only on home security. So he made that change to have a broader audience. 
So that was a good move on his part. This presentation, as you picked up pretty quickly, is for a specific audience because Britt wisely joined a networking group. In his type of business, a networking group is a great option because they're able to help each other out by learning each other's services and products and then referring each other to anyone who needs that service or product. It's it's great for small businesses whose ideal customer is individuals within the community uh, or perhaps other small businesses as well. So it's common to see insurance sales, cleaning companies, catering services, security companies, et cetera, in those networking groups. It's not ideal for every business to be part of one of these groups, but you can choose wisely about what group you do become a part of so that it'll be what's best for your business. So be willing to visit, not necessarily commit, but visit, learn about how they function, and then see if it is a good fit and a benefit for your business. The American Management Association actually has a helpful article about this topic, and we're going to put the, uh, the link in the show notes if you would like to check that out. For a while, my business was focused primarily on employee training regarding customer service and supervisory skills. And this is not something that most small business budgets can afford. So I went to a networking group and quickly realized that my services were not as easily referable by that type of group because they were all small business owners who were looking for different types of customers. And of course, many of them were not going to be my direct customer because many of them didn't have any employees. Right. It was just them. Now I've reframed my business around this big presentations product line. So I need to rethink for myself the value of networking groups. It seems that the participants might be my customers if they're doing presentations in that and in other settings. But still, I got to keep in mind that that's a small group. So uh, listeners, you need to do the same thing. What type of business are you in? Are networking groups best for you? They may be. They may benefit you a lot. Or it might be something, something else. Absolutely. The point is to invest in groups that can be a place for you to invest and place for you to build your business. Now, Britt's goals seem to be pretty good. He's focused on sharing his services and his products in ways that will accomplish two things. They can easily describe what he does and they can remember him when there's an opportunity to refer other people who need security services, which I mean, that's really what you want when you're in that business for sure. Yeah. So he he has a good focus going into the development of this presentation. Remember, we've we've talked about the audience and we need to focus on the audience, see things from their perspective and just realize that they're naturally thinking about what is in it for them. Britt knows that the audience members are potential customers and that not only can they refer his business, they might be able to use that business for their own benefit. Absolutely. Now, Britt was able to build on the power of storytelling by sharing his experience with the next door app, which is good because I work with that app myself and so does my wife. And we kind of know what's going on in our neighborhood because of that. Now this app is, is used in a lot of neighborhoods in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And he shared how people post security related issues on the app. This approach is really great because it's a common experience for his audience and it's probably a common experience for the people that they know. And I can attest to this because anytime something happens on our block that is break-in related or security related, it's on 
next door every time it's there. And we always hear about it. And then Sarah looks at me and goes, we're okay, right? <laughs> Sarah's my wife, by the way. So she she's like, we're okay. Like, yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> so that was an excellent trigger to plan. You know, hopefully audience members will, re- will remember to refer people to Brit when they see security-related posts on Nextdoor app. I mean, that's a great common experience thing to tap into that Brit used here. So he's doing well. He's on the right track. Now, whether you are a small business owner or you work as a part of a large corporation or you're involved in some type of municipal work or or nonprofit work, there is a resource that can be helpful for you. Big presentations in small rooms, the book, you can get it in ebook format, uh, you can get it in print, or you can get the audio version. Man, I would suggest that you pick it up and learn from the, the years of experience uh, and the good research that's out there regarding giving big presentations in small rooms. And one more thing, when you get that book and are able to, to be helped by it, be sure to leave a review for it. That, that allows other people to see the quality of the product. So once again, get big presentations in small rooms from Amazon today. We're taking a short break from the show to just kind of catch up because it's a lot of fun to know what's going on in each other's lives because we're brothers, but we, we really just don't talk. But this is this is a way for us to do it and get it out of the way. And it'd be interesting for everybody else. So, Mike, what you been doing this week, hey. bro? Oh, man, this has been a different week. You know, I, I'm a pretty scheduled guy, so I have certain things that happen Monday through Friday. And this week was kind of blown off the rails, which was good because there were some things that needed to happen. For example, I've been looking forward to getting some new equipment set up. Uh, so I got a new microphone I'm talking on today. It's it's like yours, right? Is this the same one that you have, Paul? It is the exact same one. I just have a little fuzzy thing on the end of mine. Uh, mine's naked. <laughs> yes, it is. Your, your pod mic is naked, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Kenzie said, you know what? They should just call you that. Just call you Pod Mike. Pod Mike. Pod Mike. <laughs> so I was excited to get this new microphone because I want to be more like Paul. You know, he's got the <laughs> cool gear. So I finally got one of those and uh, was able to break out a, a, a soundboard mixer from a previous life here and get that all hooked up. So I'm feeling really official now because I've got this mixing board and the nice microphone. So I'm, I'm good to go. So getting that stuff set up was a big thing this week. Of course, I'm continuing to work on the class. I'm so excited about that online class being developed and, and had a good conversation this week regarding some future business that'll probably pick up in the fall and be a good boost to the training regarding big presentations in small rooms. So this has been a good week, a different week, but a very good week. Fantastic. Well, mine was a little bit less eventful towards the tail end of, of last week. Uh, I ended up doing a remote broadcast for the radio station that I work at at a blood drive, which was uh, interesting, but was colored by the fact that it was very, very windy. So I couldn't have hardly anything on our table. I was constantly worried about our tent blowing away. It was it was interesting, but all in all, it came out okay, and and uh, people came out and gave blood, and that's really what it was all about. So it worked out well, and uh, hey, and the tent survived too. So that was good. Well, do you have trouble like when it's really windy? Is do you have microphone issues or anything with the wind? Uh, well, this is kind of weird. This is a weird trade secret for you. But uh, as of now, at least at this station, when we do remote broadcasts, we actually record them on our phone and email them from our phone to the station, and then they put them in. So I may record them, uh, and then twenty minutes later, actually hear them on air. 
Oh, okay. All right. So and I recorded hear? them inside our station vehicle to avoid the wind. <laughs> oh, good idea. All right. I got you. Just, that's the way to take care of that. Just stay out of the wind. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Except for uh, the, the place where it was at was at a church. So I ended up talking to some of the people from the church about why they were giving blood and why they were hosting it. So when we were talking to them, as opposed to being in a car with, with somebody, uh, you know, because I don't know how comfortable they would be with me and all that good stuff. So we just kind of stepped just inside the church building and got in out of the wind for those as well but it worked out and it was a lot of fun got to meet some new people and that's always a good thing too all right sounds like a good week yeah it was good hey it's paul here reminding you about another podcast that is part of our family of podcasts mommy needs a moment do you have a mom in your life that just needs a break a few minutes to recharge get energized and know that she's not alone in all the things that she has to do every day as a mom well check out mommy needs a moment and be inspired all in under five minutes three times a week find it on your favorite podcasting platform all right so we're going to rejoin mike and Britt's conversation right now here we go so as you think in terms of this presentation what are you wanting the audience to see like are there any visuals you're thinking of, of okay using? good question because it's important to me that they see the ease of the alarm system Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, that it's a fairly automated system, so they can add to it if right. they want to. Um, it's good to see the type of cameras that I use. Our company, we use, we're wired system. So if your internet goes out, you're still recording. Okay. And so I yeah. think it's important that they see the difference between our system and somebody else's system. Excellent. That's good. Yeah. That's and good. it's important to me. And then possibly let them see some of the other things that I do, smaller things that I can do to help out when it comes to security. Even right now, the popular things ring doorbells. Okay. Right. I can help them with that and install it. Okay. Um, good. And just automate their front door with a lock that's tied to their alarm system. Update their thermostats. They can operate their thermostats from our alarm system. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's pretty neat. It's intuitive. It really, really is. And so I want them to be able to see those types of things and know that it's out there. As they see these things, are you thinking in terms of like them seeing pictures on a screen of these things? Or I think it'd be important. Yeah, I really okay. do. Uh, the difference between the two, um, even down to how things are recorded. Um, right. If it's an internet-based or Wi-Fi-based system, yeah. they, they are done by clips. And you can miss things oh, in the middle of it. If it's hardware yeah. system, then they can see it. I mean, it's complete recording all the way through. So it can make a difference. It really can. So I think it's important for them to see why we do what we do and why we chose the products we chose to be able to then give them the, the ability to be as safe as possible. Good, because you, you're associated with big name in security. Brinks. Brinks, yeah, yeah. We are an authorized dealer, dealer with Brinks and Alarm.com. Our app and our alarm systems are based using the Alarm.com app. Yeah. Yeah. So if they see those images, there's an immediate connection there because they're such familiar brands. Correct. That is okay, correct. good. So once again, visually seeing like the logos and seeing perhaps if there's some way to, to illustrate the difference between clips and continuous coverage, then correct. that would be, helpful. be important. Yeah. It'd and I good. think it's good to, to differentiate ourselves somehow from, if you want to call it that, the competition. Right. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. familiar with the big two or three out there that are alarm systems, but uh, we can set ourselves apart. Yes, that was so good. Now, I, I want to create a little bit of background here on this conversation. Britt and I are, are good friends. Our kids kind of grew up together. 
uh, especially during the high school years. And when when Britt started this this small business and joined the networking group, he told me about this presentation. Can you help me with this presentation? I was like, yeah, let's let's do that and let's record it so other people can hear the the process. So the reason that we're talking is so that we can work together to develop the presentation that he will use with this networking group. And I want you to notice that we didn't address visuals until halfway through this planning session. Many people make the mistake of starting their planning by opening the presentation software. It's better to begin planning without that software because your content should guide your visuals not the other way around. Yeah, for sure. Now, Brett's keeping a solid focus with his goals in mind. And Brett was able to identify the images that would be best supporting those goals. Now, he focused on images that uh, highlight products and services, including products and services that might be a little surprising, like ring doorbells and air conditioning controls, which is also really cool. He also wanted to highlight the partnerships with national brands as a way of building that credibility, which is super important. Yeah, he he did a good job. He's, he has a good mindset of realizing that it gives his customers more comfort to realize that they can have the advantages of a small business where there's familiarity there, you can get to know the owner, you're dealing with the same people on a regular basis, while also having kind of the business infrastructure and the comfort of knowing that you're working with a massive company like Brinks and Alarm.com. So that's it's a great pairing of small businesses with great resources to come into, into play uh, for the benefit of the customer. So that, yeah, this is good stuff. And now we're going to hear more of our interview with Mike and Britt. Here we go. So here are just a few things to, to keep in mind as you okay. compile information for the presentation and as we work together on, on some visuals uh, okay. for it. Uh, one is to gather as much information as you can about your audience. Now, within this networking group, you have a big head start because you've already okay. spent a lot of time with them. That won't always be the case. Right. There may be times when you're called to give a presentation and you haven't met 90% of the people there. Maybe just your contacts with that organization is correct. So, you know, but finding out as much just through asking, you know, what's the makeup, what are their backgrounds, what businesses do they represent? Do as much of that as possible. So you can speak their language yeah. and okay. uh, talk in terms of the services you provide that allow them from their perspective to go oh, that that meets a need that I have, or I know somebody who would meet their, their needs. So getting to know them, there will be times when you, when you have to go in somewhat cold to a situation like that. Yeah, I see that. So then when that's the case, you want to meet as many people as you can in the time before, like Correct. get there early mm -hmm. and try to meet people as they come in, try to really focus. If you could just get two or three, yeah. like names and situations. Sure that you might be able to weave into it mm -hmm. or at least think about, well, where they're coming from, this part of my presentation is really going to mean a lot to them. So I'm going to make eye contact with them because they know that I know, yeah. you know, <laughs> that this would meet their, their yeah. needs. So mm -hmm. getting to know the audience as much as possible, right. given what you got to work with. Another thing we want to keep in mind is we never want to go too long. So if they give us okay. a 10 minute, you want to think in terms of eight. Okay, that's good to know. And try to stick with it because people appreciate it when you give time back to them. Well, that's a good point because I think, too, is, is I've seen the presentations where they go right up to the maximum 
and then you can tell people have a lot of questions and oh, then they right. have to cut them off and they can't ask questions and you have to move on. So there I think that's, go. a good that's good. Yeah. So you may want to create more padding. If you know there's going to be questions, Correct. that's very good. And when you're pushing right up against the deadline, usually as you get close to it, people start checking their watches because oh, yeah. they're wondering how much longer <laughs> you're going to go over yep. your allotted yep. time. So it allows them to relax when well, they can tell you're starting to wrap stuff up mm -hmm. and there's plenty of time left. They're like, all right, I like this guy. Yeah. You know, they're not, yeah, I can take up too much of my Thank time. You. Another thing to keep in mind is that your goal for the audience uh, should involve action. Like you want them to refer you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. You want them to keep you mm -hmm. in mind. You want them to do something with the information that you're bringing to them. And uh, so that needs to be clear not only to you as you compile your content, but it needs to be clear to them. Yeah. What are you hoping that they will do? What, okay. are, you, what are you calling them to yeah. do? Yeah. Uh, and be willing to, to ask for that thing, uh, wh okay. whatever it is. You know, I hope you'll keep me in mind, you know, as you talk to people in your neighborhood or as you, you know, meet other people who are in your sphere of influence in the business world, you know, when they have a need for security, keep me in mind. So you have that action. You want them to do something. Okay. Yeah. When we talk about visuals, you know, we we're talking about images and things that may involve some animation, if that's that's helpful. But we want to, to keep in mind that the most important visual in the presentation is you. Okay. I like that. No. It's <laughs> good. Yeah, that's a good thing. Because <laughs> you never have to worry about leaving that at home. No. <laughs> Wherever you go, there. there you are. Yes. Right? <laughs> and so we don't want to uh, underestimate that that power. Okay. You know, it's easy for some people to think that their presentation is what's happening on the screen behind them, and it's yeah. not. I mean, what's happening on the screen behind them should make perfect sense given what you are saying. So you're the channel for the information, okay. and this is just helping support that information. I see what you're saying. That makes sense to me because yeah. me being the focal point, if you want to call it that, of the presentation yeah, right. and that being the periphery, that helps me go back to one of my selling points is I'm part of the business. We're a small family-owned business. Yeah. We take care of our customers. You get me when I show up on the work site, and you don't have to worry about some customer service right. in nowhere land. And then you get a technician coming in who's different. And then you get salesperson who's completely different up front. So you yes. get all of it through me. I'm there. I'm part of it. And I want to be there when it, when I, something happens and I can take care of it. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's important yeah. to me. Wow. That's some really good stuff. We covered a lot of territory right there. Talking about knowing your audience, talking about a wise use of time, having a call to action, and then realizing that he himself is an important visual. Wow, that's some good stuff. Absolutely. And, and I just want to back that phrase up, talking about you being your own visual. When we recently moved into the house that we're in now, we very quickly started getting a bunch of door-to-door -door representatives for businesses. And the, the most jarring thing about that for us is there was a couple of people who gave a good enough at the doorstep presentation to where we were like, sure. Yeah, we, we would love for you to come back. Well, then, of course, then the people who come are not the people who you talk to, which is a little bit jarring. And I'm not saying oh. they're doing it wrong, but just to back up that idea of him saying, you know, when you hire me, you get me. I show up on the job site. I'm part of it. You're not just being shipped off to I didn't just sell you and then ship off your contract to somebody else who's going to be doing it because we ended up with a little bit of that because then the guys who show up were like, you don't look as 
nicely dressed as the guy who showed up here showing us this nice laminated menu of options for <laughs> bug spraying in our house. <laughs> and your truck isn't nearly as nice. Where are you coming from? <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. I think there is huge value in that, especially for a small business is being able to own that in a big way. And I thought that was very, very good. We already discussed this a little bit at the top of the episode, but if you right. haven't gone back or you know, or if you didn't originally listen to the three tips for knowing your audience, we talked about that importance of knowing your audience in a few ways to do that. So definitely check it out if you haven't already. It's well worth it. Yeah, and in Britt's case, this knowledge can guide his content because there may be a few audience members who are strong potential clients or who are in a position to provide a lot of referrals. Connecting to them would be a high priority for him. Absolutely. You talked about time. I like how Britt was thinking ahead and realizing that he needs to protect that time for questions because I've, yeah. I've been to places where this was the case. It's like, and I'm done. It's like, yes, because you're out of time, but you have 10 questions just waiting for you that would help solidify things for other people because usually if one person has a question, a lot of other people have the same question, which is really important to be able to address those. So his ability to address those questions proactively and not as an afterthought taking up additional time doing that is huge. I want to commend him for that because that is exceptionally smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th I think the audience is going to appreciate Britt's thoughtfulness and his preparation because he's, he's keeping the audience in mind as he structures his time. That's good. Yeah, and it's also great that you were able to talk about the call to action because sometimes that can be an afterthought, which you're just uh, to me, it feels like, yeah. especially in a business situation, you're leaving money on the table because you're like, this is all great info, but you don't have to do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've made that mistake myself. Yes. Oh, so frustrating. I went into a presentation, shared good information, compelling stories, and then didn't point that energy toward a call for action. I mean, they were on board, and then I failed to tell them where to steer that ship. So don't forget the call to action. Let them know what you want them to do. Do that's so important. At the end, you return to that concept of presentation visuals and emphasizing something that can easily be forgotten, as you can go back and check in the presentation visuals episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good episode, too. You to check that one out. Just remember that he is the most important visual. If his slides are great, but he's a mess, then the presentation's not going to be compelling. The presentation could be good even if he didn't have a slideshow at all, but it would not be good if there were a slideshow but no presenter. The slideshow was there to provide support. It's not there to replace the presenter. The presenter's Visual presence matters. So Brit's wise to realize that this supports a key selling point for him. As Paul was talking about a minute ago, I mean, he is the business. He's the one the customers are going to interact with. When they talk to him, he's going to be the one showing up to do the work. So he was connecting those dots quickly and accurately to know that that'll help add more weight, more strength to his presentation, showing that I'm, I'm it, man. I'm, I'm going to be the one who takes good care of you. And I want to give another angle to this. And I think this is interesting talking about the visuals backing up the presenter, because if that was not the case, then you could essentially just create a, you know, a five minute video that talked about whatever have it professionally voiced and just send them a tape and then just be right. done with it. But there is something still powerful and rightly so about having a human being in the room conveying the information in real time. It's harder to ignore 
And also there is a sense of authenticity that comes with that being a in the moment presentation as opposed to some very slick ad agency putting together essentially a long form infomercial to throw in front of your face, hoping that you'll pay attention. And I've seen stuff done that way before and it looked cool, but it was so easy to just blow off and ignore completely. So I think there is something to that. And when you can do it well, then you're just taking it to that next level. That's right. Yeah. Britt's able to say, I'm here. I'm in this community, valuing this community, wanting to provide safety and security for the people in this community. It means enough to me for me to show up and be the face and the voice of this company telling you, I'm going to take good care of you. Just the idea of I am your neighbor, which is also a very big deal. And that's something you should plant your flag in as a small business. That's a big, big deal. Well, this interview did cover a whole lot of ground. It was a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, man, we discuss, we discuss goals. We discuss the audience. We discuss stories and, and facts to include. We talked about visuals, prioritizing audience members, time limits, and having a call to action. Now, in a future episode, we will revisit this project and see how it's going and see how the presentation went. I'm looking forward to sharing that information with you. If you want to help with an upcoming presentation, well, there's a few options you've got. You can go back. You can listen to all the episodes for more. More information, you can purchase the book, Big Presentations in Small Rooms. You can contact Mike using the information in the show notes as well. Now, coming soon, there's going to be another option. I'm so excited about this, an online class that will allow you to become a certified big presenter. We are here to help, and we want to be able to help you through all of these different avenues of information and encouragement. We're so happy that you're listening to this podcast. Give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever the equivalent thumbs up is on your favorite podcasting platform. We so appreciate you. And now we're going to get back to the show.